Well, thank you for being here today. As y'all can see, we've still got a number of people out. We've had phone calls telling me, that, well, we won't be there tomorrow. We've got sickness and this and that. So, uh, like I say, y'all keep the church in prayer. See if we can get everybody healed up. Get them back to church. We've got a number of people that uh, are out. We've got one, J.B. Brown. He is still in the hospital. Uh, they was going to move him to a rehab. But then they said he, they found just a slight bit of that COVID in him. And nobody would take him. So he's still at the Hazel Hospital. Uh, they're trying to get everything cleared up so they can get him to a rehab center. And uh, but he's, he was not around anybody here at church or anything, so y'all don't worry about that because he wasn't around any of us. And uh, I have uh, not been around him. I've talked to him on the telephone. I've talked to Martha, his wife, on the telephone. Uh, she is supposed to find. She's supposed to find out Friday about her test, but they said they feel like she is totally and completely clear because they, they'd done this not long ago and everything was fine but they just wanted to check her again because of JB and uh, like I said you know we still got a number that's uh, just out sick some of them are just scared to get out of the house because of all the COVID and uh, they just don't want to be out around people so I'm hoping that uh Things here pretty soon will straighten up and we'll get everybody back like, like we had. And uh, so, y'all, like I said, y'all just keep the church in prayer. And uh, God's going to take care of everything. He's going to take care of it. I know He is. He's not going to let His church suffer through this stuff. And, uh, matter of fact, uh, some of the thinking I was doing along that line led me to this sermon I was going to do. And if, I don't know if it's up there or not, but you see, you see what the title is. The battle is not ours, but, it, but it's, it's the Lord's. And it is the Lord's battle, He tells us. Uh, and I've got uh, some scripture here I'm going to bring, and it's, uh, it, it's something that happened a number of years back. Matter of fact, it's from the Old Testament. But it shows us how a godly king turned everything over to God. There was a situation that was coming up in his life. He couldn't handle it. But he gave it to God. God took care of it. And we're going to look at this. What did the king's name was King Jehoshaphat. Now this here was on Jehoshaphat was a godly king. In other words, he served God. He followed God. He walked with God. And he knew that when this situation was going on, there was only one place that he could turn. And a lot of times in our life, and the things that's going on in our life, we've got one place we can turn. And that's to God. God hears your prayers. God is going to intervene. He intervened in King Jehoshaphat's life and how he set Jerusalem free from some circumstances that was fixing to happen. 
and they did. And we're going to be looking here in Second Chronicles chapter 20. And uh, but like I said, it, uh, it shows us what happens when we put our trust and our faith in God. Jehoshaphat, really, sometimes you know God puts us in a situation. He doesn't really give us much of a choice. He wants us to turn to Him. Because he knows he is the only one that can take care of it. And we have to put our faith and our trust in God. And that's what Jehoshaphat did. And we're going to look at what happened, what took place, what God did, and and, and what Jehoshaphat did. So it tells us that uh, Jehoshaphat prayed to God that he would protect his people and that he would not allow these... It was three different armies that was coming against Jerusalem at one time. Three, three countries got together to invade Jerusalem. It was the Mobites, the Amemanites, and the Syrians. Now these here were large armies. They were not small armies. And Jerusalem was very small. And Jehoshaphat knew that alone he could not win this battle. And uh, so, Jehoshaphat prayed to God to come and to help him. And then I want to show you here right fast how God responded to Jehoshaphat's prayer. He sent a prophet to Jehoshaphat. And this prophet was Jaziel. And uh, it shows us here in, in uh, 2 Chronicles 20.15 what took place. Jaziel came to Jehoshaphat and told him, This is what the Lord has said. He said and he said, Hearken you all Judah and all you inhabitants of Jerusalem. And everybody said, listen to what I am telling you. And you too, King Jehoshaphat, this says the Lord unto you, be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude. Great multitude. This many, many forces that were coming against them. For the battle is not yours but God's. You know, can you imagine what Jehoshaphat must have felt when he heard this? He felt relief. He knew that God was going to intervene in this battle and Jehoshaphat knew all along that by himself he did not stand a chance. That he knew that his nation would be conquered Many of his people would be killed and many of them taken captive. And then, just right down below this, in 2 Chronicles 20.17, God is telling Jehoshaphat something. And he's also saying this to us. It says, he's telling Jehoshaphat, you shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves and stand still. He says, get somewhere. 
stand still and watch what I'm going to do. And see the salvation of the Lord with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Watch my power. Watch my salvation. Salvation means to be saved. He said, watch me save you out of what is fixing to happen. And then God Himself tells them, fear not, be not dismayed, or don't worry about anything. He says, tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. Now this here is kind of misleading. He says, go out. I want you all to go out with an army and then I want you to stand and watch what I do. The Syrians, the Moabites, and the Ammonites are going to see you out there. They're going to see you're not afraid of them. Then, I want you to watch what I do. And a lot of stuff leads up to what happens here. See, this here, the battle, we as Christians, we're engaged in a spiritual warfare with Satan. That's what the Bible says. We are engaged in a spiritual warfare with Satan and his demons. Those heavenly powers that he has up there in the heavens. And uh, this battle that, 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 that comes against us is also God's battle. It's His battle against Satan for His people. We, as human beings, are not powerful enough on our own to fight Satan. We do not understand how powerful of a force Satan is. But he's a lot more powerful than we are. But, he don't have God on his side either. We do. The Christian has God on their side. And God is going to engage Satan and his demons when a battle rages. So as the spiritual battle rages all around us, you know it's not just around us, sometimes it's on the inside of you. You have a battle just go on on the inside of you that it's just, it's like it's just, it's just tearing you apart. God can handle that. God can handle any battle that comes against us. And so as this battle rages, we're being told, listen for us to also listen to the words of the prophet Jehaziel. Look what he told them. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the battle is not yours, but God's. How many of us trust God to, to battle for us? I know some of you do, because I've seen you fight this battle. I've seen God fight a battle in your life. I've seen God do things in your life that you couldn't do on your own. I'm sitting here looking at some of you right now. I know the battle that you was in. I know the battle that you fought. But I also know the battle that God fought for you. I've prayed with many of you. 
I've seen things that in you that many of the other ones haven't seen. I know things about you that nobody else knows. I know the battles you've been in. And I know there was hard battles. But when God stepped in, I saw many things change. I saw many things change in your life. You became a different person than what you were. That moment that God come into your life and He took that battle on Himself, you changed. Because you felt something going on in your life and you knew it was not you. You knew that God had stepped in. And you know now that the battle is not yours, but God has taken it over. Why? Because He loves you. Simply out of God's love, He steps in and He takes your battle. God does not want us to have to go through many things. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, sometimes God will allow us to go through some things to show us we need Him. I gets rid of pride. You know, even in the Bible, God says, God hates pride. God wants us to be humble. He wants us to appreciate what He does for us. Because what God does for us, He does it out of love. He does it because He loves us. Because we belong to Him. We are His, and He's going to protect us. Just like you would protect your family, God is protecting His family of believers. So what I'm going to do is look at what happens in this battle and what God does. It said the next morning when Judah went out to the battle, King Jehoshaphat did something. It said he sent for the temple praisers and worshipers. He had an army there. It wasn't a big army. But he sent for the temple praisers and worshipers. Then the king told the praisers to go out in front of the army, walk in front of them, singing, singing and praises unto God. You're giving, you're giving praises unto God. You're walking ahead of an army. And you're praising God all the time that you're walking ahead of that army. They were praising God for being with them. They knew God's presence was there. They could feel it. They could feel it. Just like I've been with some of you in the hospitals in different places, and I, we could tell the moment that God's presence showed up. You could feel it. Things changed. Even the doctors knew that something had happened. Something had changed. And they walked in front of the army singing. Listen to what they were saying. This is in 2 Chronicles 20, 21. Praise the Lord for His mercy endures forever. That's what they were singing. That's what they were praying, praising. They were giving all this praise to God. Thanking Him, like I said, for His presence with them. You know, this is good praise for us. How many of you just every now and then you just sit there and you just praise God? 
Thank you for what he's done. Thank you for what he's going to do. Say, Lord, I thank you because your grace and your mercy endure forever. And it does. His grace and his mercy endures forever. And that's what they were singing. And when something, and as they sing these, as they sung this praise toward God, God did something very amazing that, that nobody could believe what, what was happening. The Lord sent what we'd call a surprise attack on the enemy. On three armies. What did God do? What, how did He surprise them? What did He do? God caused confusion among those three armies. Those three armies began to fight each other. They never got to fighting Jerusalem, Judah. They fought among each other. I don't know if some, I don't know if one of those soldiers said something about the other guy's mother or what. But a battle started. A raging battle. Swords were fighting. Bow and arrows pulled out. Knives, everything. When that battle was over, every single one of those other armies were dead. They never reached Jerusalem. God caused such a confusion in those armies. Like He said, stand still. You will not have to do nothing for the battle belongs to Me. Judah, Jerusalem never had to raise a weapon other than a praise and a worship of God. They didn't, they didn't even raise weapons. God took care of everything. And as a result, there was a victorious battle that was won. Well, God actually won it that day. God won the battle. And Jerusalem got the victory. God won the battle, but Jerusalem were the victors. They saw what God had done. And just like God told them, it was not their battle to start out with, but the battle belonged to God. God said, this is my battle. This is my battle. They're coming against you. My chosen people. And God stepped in. He, he, he brought forth a miracle right then and there that caused a victory. That day, God and His people were victorious. And do you know the only weapons that these people used against the enemy? Prayer, praise, and faith in God. That was, that was their weapons. Prayer to God. Praising God and faith in God. These are still three of the most powerful weapons that we can use today. Praising God, faith in God, and worshiping God. You know, this story teaches us why prayer is such an effective weapon as a spiritual warfare. When we pray... You're actually 
acknowledging your weakness. You're acknowledging your weakness. God, we're not strong enough to do this. God, I can't handle this. We're acknowledging our weakness, but we are praising and acknowledging God's power. We're acknowledging God's power. God, I know that you can do anything. Nothing is impossible for you. You can step in. You'll fight this battle. You said that you're that we're your people. This battle belongs to you and not to us. You know, and we see King Jehoshaphat's prayer. Listen to how Jehoshaphat ended his prayer. After he prayed to God, this is his ending part of his prayer. Listen to it. It's in 2 Chronicles 20, 12. It says, O our God, will you not judge them? Will you not stand in for us? Will you not judge them for what they are trying to do to your people? For we have no might against these great armies that come against us. And we don't know what to do. But our eyes are on you. We don't know what to do. But our eyes are on you. Our faith and our trust is in you. Not ourselves. Because we can't do it. King Jehoshaphat, he bowed humbly before God and that's what he admitted. He bowed before God. He said, we have no power against this mighty army that is about to attack us. We do not know what to do, but we are trusting in you for your help. Who are you trusting today? Who are you trusting today? Are you trusting God for something that's going on in your life, for a battle that you're going against right now? I know for a fact there's some in here right now that have a battle going on in their life. You have an almighty, powerful God. And this is, He is saying the same thing to you that He said to Jerusalem. The battle is not yours, but it is mine. How many of us have turned that battle over to God? God, I can't handle this. God, I can't do it. But I know you can. God, you see things that I don't see. You know things that I don't know. God, you know how to handle this. I don't. So Lord, I'm backing out. I'm giving it to you because I can't do it. See, that's what God's waiting on. He's waiting for us to say, Lord, I can't handle this. I'm trusting you to do it. God's telling you right now, that's what I've been waiting for. Now, we can get something done. You're out of the way. Now stay out of the way and let me do it. That's just like what he told Jerusalem here. Stand still, step back, get out of my way, and watch what I'm going to do. He's saying that to us. Step back, get out of my way, and watch what I'm going to do. You're going to see some victories take place in your life. Some battles that you've been fighting. Some battles have been coming against you. Not your fault. But it's people around you. 
that's trying to bring you down. God said, step back, get out of my way, because I've got a plan. I'm fixing to do something, and you don't know what I'm going to do, but I want you to just step back, get out of my way, and I want you to watch what I do. And you're going to know it was me. You're going to know it was me. God is still doing things today where He's saying, Get out of my way, step back and watch, because when it happens, you're going to know it was me that did it. As wise as Jehoshaphat was, when the battle came to him, Jehoshaphat said, God, we're not strong enough to handle this, but we're trusting you. We're trusting you. You know, Jehoshaphat didn't say, God, I know you never let anything come against us that we can't handle. That's not what God said. God never said anything like that. God said, He said, God, listen to what Jehoshaphat said. He said, God, we are powerless against these armies. We don't know what to do. In other words, Jehoshaphat was saying, we can't handle this by ourselves. We need you. We all need God in our lives to take care of some things that's going on right now. You know, you know what God's telling us? He says, no. I will never give you more than what I can handle. It's not what you handle. It's what God handles. He said, I'll never give you more than what I can take care of. Sometimes we feel like we're overwhelmed. But we're not releasing it to God and getting out of His way. We're not letting God take care of it. We're trying to do it ourselves. And God's just sitting there shaking His head and said, you know, I told Jerusalem to step back, stand still, and get out of my way. And the battle was won. If, you know, if Jerusalem would have tried to come in, that would have messed up everything that God was doing. When we try to come in and take over what God's doing, it messes things up. So he's telling us the same thing he told them. Step back, get out of my way, and watch then, watch what I do. Prayer is a powerful and an effective weapon. And if we will use it, and use it like we should, prayer is something that you use with faith. If you're not using prayer with faith, you might as well not even pray. If you're not believing, when you pray, it's best not to even pray. You know what you're doing? You're limiting God in what He wants to do. Because you're in His way. You don't have the faith to believe He can do it. Even Jesus said there was many not healed today 
because they did not have faith. They limited God's healing because they didn't believe. Many times when God would lay his hands on somebody, what would he what was it he told them? Go and let it be according to your faith. If you believe you're healed, you're healed. If you had the faith to believe when I touched you, you're healed, you're healed. If you did not believe, you're not healed. We limit God to what He can do in our lives through unbelief. They said, they said the nation of Israel limited God as to what He could do for them for a while. How did they limit God? God's all-powerful. They limited Him because they did not believe. They limited Him by unbelief. God's not going to make you trust Him. God's not going to make you have faith in Him. He gave you a free will. He wants you to have faith in Him because you truly trust Him. He wants you to believe in Him because you truly love Him. He wants you to come to Him and walk with Him because that's truly what you want to do. He does not force you to do anything. It's through what you want to do and how bad you want it. If you want God's in your life, God's ready to step in. If you don't open up your life to God, God's right outside the door waiting for you to open that door so He can come in. We have to invite God in. Jehoshaphat invited God to come in. He said, God, I can't do this without you. Come in. Take this battle. We can't do it. He admitted. He very humbly fell on his face, on his knees, and told God, God, we can't do it. I'm opening up this door, and I'm inviting you to come in. Because we can't do it. And sometimes that's what we have to do. We have to humbly come to God and invite Him into our lives. We have to humbly open up that door. I've heard it many times. On that door, the knob that opens the doors is on the inside. You have to open it. And God will not force that door open. He's not going to kick it in and force His way in. He's going to be, have to be invited. And that's what we all need to do is humbly get on our knees and invite God into our life to take care of a lot of problems that we got going on. Many of us think, oh, well, I can do this. I don't need no help. I'm a big boy. And I know God's just sitting there shaking his head. You don't understand, do you? You don't know what you're fixing to come up against. Why don't you let me do it for you? Because I already know what's going to happen. I see what's taking place. And I've already got the plan to stop it. I've already got the plan for your victory. You just have to let me do it. So one day, we're going to have to wake up and realize we all need God in our life to win some battles for us.
You know, prayer is a powerful and it's an effective weapon because it teaches us to confess our weakness and put our trust in God's power. We're weak. We don't have the strength to do a lot of things and all God has to do is speak the Word. Speak the Word over our situation and it's taken care of. So when a battle comes to you, and believe me, if it hadn't yet, it will. It will. I hate to tell you that, but it will come. Jesus has already told us. You will have tribulation on this earth. I had it. You'll have it. God knows what's going on. He knows the forces we're against. But He's ready to step in and He's ready to fight your battles if you'll invite Him and let Him come in. Your most powerful defense is to humble yourself in faith and in prayer to an all-powerful God who loves you. Give Him the authority to come into your life and to do what needs to be done. When it comes to spiritual warfare, there's one other weapon that we want to use. That's praise. Praise in God. When the time came for the battle, it says Jehovah sent out his praisers to walk ahead of the army, singing and praising the Lord for the victory they were going to receive. They hadn't seen it yet, but they were praising God for the victory that was coming. How many of us praise God and thank Him for the victory that is coming? We don't see it yet, but see, that's faith, isn't it? Faith is dancing to the music before you hear it, but you know it's going to play. When it comes to spiritual warfare, praise is a very powerful weapon. Just like it was for Jerusalem, they were already thanking God for the victory before they saw it. How many of us do that? You know, I have made a practice. If, I, if I've prayed about something, I immediately start thanking God for the victory. I hadn't seen it yet, but I know it's I know it's coming. Because my faith was in God. I know God's got the power to do it and to bring the victory. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith is believing in something and knowing it's coming even if you hadn't seen it yet. That's faith. And that's something that we have to have. Without faith, we can't please God. God wants us to have that faith and He wants that faith for us to have to be in Him. To be in God. In whatever battle you may be going through right now, God has given us a hope. Because the battle against Satan, whether you know it or not, has already been won. The battle against the enemy has already been won by Jesus at the cross. When He went to the cross, He already defeated Satan. Christ has defeated Satan. He's defeated sin, death, and the grave. On that cross, He did all of this. Everything. 
He won total and complete victory. We have already won the victory through Jesus Christ. The victory is ours. Are you claiming that victory? Are you believing you have the victory? Are you thanking God for the victory that you have? Many of us don't. So much. We sang a song. It says, Lord, I am only human. Sometimes I have to be reminded. Sometimes we have to be reminded how much God loves us, what God did, and what God is still doing today. When we go through battles, sometimes we have to be reminded, take it to God immediately. Don't go in there, get on the telephone, call Aunt Susie. Go straight to God. Don't call and tell everybody in the neighborhood what your problem is. They can't help you. Tell God. God's the only one. He already knows what your problem is, but He's ready for you to turn it over to Him. That's all you have to do is turn it over to Him. I'm going to ask the singers to come up, the band, and if there's something you need to turn over to God, if you're going through something right now, We have an altar that you can come to and turn it over to God. I'm going to be down front. I'll pray with you about it if you want me to. Whatever you're going through, God can handle. God can take care of it. So if you're here today and you're going through something, you say, Lord, I can't handle this. I can't handle it, Lord. He's telling you. Back up, stand still, and get out of my way. I've got it. The battle belongs to me. Will you let God fight your battle today? Will you let God take care of it? Will you let God take care of whatever you're going through? I hope you're saying yes. Then I hope you'll do it. Then I hope next Sunday you'll come back and tell me, Bill, I turned it over to God and God, I got victory. Do it in faith and watch what God does. He's going to confuse your enemy. They're going to start fighting each other. And he's going to wipe them out and they're not going to bother you. So if you need to come to the altar, please do turn it over to God. I'll be down front and today is also communion. After, after uh, the altar call, we will have communion.